Hi, beautifuls. Welcome to the Underneath Your Lingerie podcast. Underneath Your Lingerie, we have the most goddess-like, exquisite divine feminine design in our bodies. And today's guest, Anna Ontario, is a perfect example of this. Welcome to the podcast, gorgeous. Thank you so much. I love the way you open up sacred space with so much happiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I think that's like how we're supposed to feel within our bodies, but sometimes we may not have like a lingerie guide to be there. And I know that you've done work with different mystery schools. And I like to say the mystery school that never really was supposed to exist was our body. Yeah. You know, when I, I do agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself when I say that, like what that brings up for you? Well, when you said the, that our body is a mystery school, right? You, that's mm-hmm. what you just said. I do believe that. Um, um, I, as you know, I, I'm the founder of a mystery school and I teach uh, priestess trainings and, and now men are involved in the trainings as well. And the, the body is the most powerful mystery school that exists yeah. um, because within us, we carry codes, we carry information, not just from different lifetimes, but as women, and I know that this po- podcast is geared towards women, um, we have been so disconnected from the wisdom of our body, right? So disconnected, not, and not just from the moon cycles, because now everyone, we're all going back to connect with the moon uh, and the womb, because they are connected. But the the feminine incarnation is the highest form of mystery school that can exist. Mm-hmm. And, and many teachers even believe that it's the highest incarnation because we have the ability to bring in so much light but again so much darkness right we are that polarity and the more we connect with our bodies as women the more mystery awakens within us right and and the inner cave is is within it's feminine and we carry that information so when you say that like what exactly is the feminine incarnation like what does that mean well we all carry male and female within right and ultimately we want to go into that alchemical marriage of the masculine and the feminine within us because it's important that's how we find unity and that's how we heal our polarity and our relationships especially the the intimate relationships and any type of relationship that has to do with manifesting something right to manifest there has to be a masculine and a feminine energy strong within us. It's like when we came into the world, there's a mother and a father, right? So if we want to manifest powerfully, those energies need to be balanced and they need to be in divine union. Yet, and I do believe that all of us men and women carry these energies, yet we decide what incarnation we come into, right? And there's a reason for it. We can't just say, oh, we're both but our bodies are different, right? Our bodies carry different information. And so when we choose the feminine incarnation, we choose to embody, incarnate into a feminine body, which means that we are a portal of certain information, right? We are a portal of carrying certain information. If we look at it in a scientific level, we have different hormonal system, different endocrine system. And on a mystical level, we have a different way of relating. Our energy is open. Our energy is connected to absolutely everything. And if we as women cut off that energy, which we usually do because we've been programmed to, we lose the connection that we have to everything. And when I say to everything, to the stars, to the moon, to the planets, to people, to the water, to the earth. And what 
I think is the most powerful mystery school within the feminine incarnation is learning how to be again in connection with everything and then showing our sisters and our brothers and the children how to do that, of course, by example and through energy exchange. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did. That's beautiful. So there's like so many different ways I can kind of take this. So I think I want to just ask, like, what do you do when your mystery scares you, right? And I'll kind of use myself as my own example. So I'll say, let's say I have like a lingerie pattern that shows up on my body, right? And I can't control this lingerie pattern, but it's almost not safe to be me in the world. Um how to explain. I was sharing a song. They're like, it sounds like you're turning to a tuning frequency, right? Because as I healed, as different layers fell off of my body, my body was kind of reborn, moving from place to place. More people react in different ways, um, yeah, like yeah. a high frequency pitch. So like guys' eyes would glaze over and they would like start raping me. There's not another word to kind of use. Um, masculine women can hear high frequencies. There's been studies done and they would like flock to me. Um, my body smelled like sex. So I would like try and like rub it off. Like, I know it sounds insane, but it's like trying to bury this mystery because it's not safe within the world, you know? So what would you say regardless of like what that looks like? If you feel like in your body, you're in a mystery that's not safe. And have you ever felt that within your own body? Wow, that is a very big question. And that is a very big experience. Um, I think that the basic power of the mystery is our, our creation energy, right? The sexual energy, that creative sexual energy, the serpent energy. And the reason why sometimes we don't feel safe with it is because we haven't been taught what it is, right? We haven't been taught how to awaken it, what it means, because we have been controlled, we have been programmed, right? To be a certain person, to be a certain way, to think a certain way. And so when we start to awaken, because the moment we awaken, sometimes we don't even have to go to a yoga class or to a retreat. Sometimes we just wake up in the morning and we feel that something is off right mm -hmm. something is happening within us and we've, we feel that we need to change that we want to change or we don't understand what is happening and when we feel scared of that mystery is because we don't understand it ultimately it is our sexual energy it is the power that we have to create um, and and of course when we don't know how to handle this sexual energy the sexual energy handles us right mm -hmm. and so and that's when we can become scared because we don't know what's happening and you know i have felt this before not so much in my body yeah in my body in my whole reality right when mm -hmm. when when even when we start to understand how that energy works and how to channel it this creates a ripple effect in the outward world and people can actually feel it and so mm -hmm. when you don't know what your mystery is on an energetic level people can feel that and we can get um, psychic attacks any type of psychic attack right because on an energetic level people can feel oh this person doesn't know how to handle her energy and when we do know how to handle the energy we're a threat right where there's there's something that awakens in people that they don't understand us right so ultimately the mystery that we carry in, in all of us we're learning how to harness and to channel the mystery in this moment. Right now, for example, how I'm trying to handle or understand my mystery 
changed from five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. It's always changing because the mystery is never ending. It's infinite. And it is. That, it is. In that <laughs> sense of feeling uncomfortable is part of the growth. It's, it's part of the acceptance to understand why do I feel uncomfortable with my mystery? And I like how you use the coding of the lingerie. Um, I need to understand that your that vocabulary a little bit more because there is a pattern that you're talking about, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> Never's ever got over. You guessed it. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's beautiful. Wow, that's so much truth to that. And if we could go kind of back, and I know. Um, to the woman you were five years ago, because I always like to say, like, the only transformations really were supposed to amaze women from lace to lingerie, right? <laughs> and yes, yes, yes. Like, because we have the art of being transformed, different things we are. Um, but I found you during, and I share with you during an email, during um, a part of my life where my vibration was so high, my body was physically not able to move, right? And um, I had Kara sing song. Someone else was on this podcast. We were trying to find different ways. We're like, what is going on with your body? Like we had never heard of these teens, right? And so we just started turning inwards. And about a year, not even a year, actually, just a few months later, I came across your videos. And I was like, oh my goodness, she has a PhD in dance therapy. And she's doing the same thing that Kara and I were doing naturally. And I found someone else's his energy is transition song is the door but it's the same thing she teaches like tantra techniques and we didn't know what we were doing so if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about that well um the it's the the sacred dance i call it sacred dance right that because it is a form of sacred dance this alchemical dance um that is actually the the, the most powerful way to integrate the mystery the serpent right we can mm -hmm. awaken the serpent by, by doing breath work um, and anytime you remember i think that when we remember a certain way of dancing or moving we're really connecting to hathor right the goddess hathor that is the goddess of dance and the goddess of love and that frequency because movement is a form of light language that's what we've forgotten and mm -hmm. light language is very powerful on the planet right now is since we went into the Aquarian age and more and more and more we've got the Pleiadian energy coming in even stronger so if you notice many people are working with their voice with sound with instruments because that is what they did in the Hathor temple they worked with sound with instruments to manifest to bring things into a certain reality and that's what the movement does so anytime you remember or your body remembers a certain type of movement movement that you don't even know where it comes from it's you're just remembering you're remembering when you were in that temple or you're remembering the dream that you were given or the activation that you were given through that Hathor frequency because I call it more of a frequency and it is is a way of integrating the new energies in the body because like you said your frequency was so high that you couldn't feel your body right mm -hmm. and and that happens what we when we can't feel the body that means that the body is telling us that we need to learn how to embody the energy right mm -hmm. so that process of not feeling is because you're learning how to bring that energy within you i hope i answered your question <laughs> no you did and so beautiful um 
I'm trying to string it together because like I've watched a video here and there. I'm like, oh my goodness, I ever have opportunity to ask her. I want to delve into this more. But you were talking about the body, and I think that brings us to the nervous system. Um, so my background in exercise science and physiology was not my strong point. It's <laughs> more the anatomy side of things. Um, so my anatomy completely changed. I lost it, <laughs> but <laughs> but I there was a mention about I don't know astrology like that, but about how Uranus. Um, age of Aquarius and how Uranus governs the nervous system. Yeah. Okay. Uranus, Uranus governs the nervous system and is the serpent awakening, right? Uranus okay. governs the awakening of the serpent. So is Uranus is the planet of uh, the of Aquarius. So a lot, we will see a lot of tantric energy coming in, right? In the light, in the shadow, mm -hmm. of course, because there is a shadow aspect of it. And like in every age that we go in in the light aspect. So it does govern the, the nervous system. And as we move into a higher frequency and we start to embody these frequencies, the only way that we can really contain them is by taking care of the nervous system. And a lot of these dances, you're probably moving the serpent, right? Moving your spinal mm -hmm. cord. All of this movement is helping us to balance the nervous system so that we can open up and receive these energies. Because like I said, we can't move away from the body, not anymore. We just cannot yeah. move away. These energies are so strong that the body has to upgrade. The body has to yeah. uh, contain and be trained to be able to hold these frequencies. And that kind of resonates when you talk about doing this serpent movement. And for those that are listening and can't see the video, um, it'll be on YouTube, but on, on iTunes and everywhere as well. That movement that you're doing, it's within belly dancing. It's within like, yes. there's this dance of the goddesses, which is like the oldest matriarchal dance in history that Dr. Kathar Damani teaches. And it's like almost a 4,000 year old dance. So think about yes. like, but that, that's just I'm connecting dots. I'm like, wow. So even back then, 4,000 years ago, the women were still going to the next level of high performance in terms of doing that movement. Yes. And that movement is really powerful because I, I did my, my first priestess training when I was 17. I did the Hathor. Uh, priestess training and uh, we did a lot of dancing movement we learned instruments and then I lived uh, two years in Egypt and I had a beautiful teacher he was a man his name was Barbakan and um, he for me he was an Essene and a reincarnation of an Essene and the first thing he taught us and he was so wise he said the three movements that you have to do every day to maintain your energy optimal and to maintain your energy as the energy of the cosmos is the serpent with your spine the serpent with your hips and the circle with your hips and all of these are in middle eastern dance yes <laughs> that is oh wow yeah those are the three main movements of this like dance that's only done in the houses when the men aren't around yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and these are very very important because what they do is they maintain your energy level and your uh, your water frequency as the waters of the cosmos and that spiraling movement of the cosmos that remains within your body. So your water energy is symbolizing and it's almost like the, the sacred partner of the heavenly waters, which really helps you um, contain the new frequencies coming in. And it's very good for your health as well and your nervous system and your skin. <laughs> so it's like a whole beauty care. It is, it is. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. 
Now you talked about remembering and I mean, it's much of recent video we have where you were talking about like literally remembering, you're remembering all the different membranes of you, right? Yeah. Our Greeks always said like, know thyself or remember who you are. Um, what, it's kind of a personal question, but if you were a laundry, if Anna Ontario was a lingerie pattern, what would the steps have been to remember who you are and what does it now feel like now that you know? I think my, my, my lingerie pattern would be really intense. And I think I probably would have opted for nothing just to wear nothing. Um, <laughs> yes. I resonate. Yeah. Knowing myself, knowing myself um, and how I became so emptied because I wanted to become emptied and um, and probably as as a child that lingerie pattern would have been something um, it could have been either very patriarchal right mm -hmm. very, very patriarchal not in the sense of puritanical but in the sense of you need to attract right probably um, if but I didn't choose that I quickly like what do you mean you mean like in terms of like Meg or um. I think there is a lingerie pattern that can be, because I know that there's a pattern for you, right? There's a pattern that is programmed into how a woman should look like or how a woman should be, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that is a programming. And that could be on focusing on what I should be uh, holding as a lingerie frequency to attract and to be mm -hmm. that woman as opposed to who I really am. Right. And so when that moment came in my awakening, probably when we have our first bleed, when we have our first bleed as women, there's an awakening. I decided to leave that pattern behind and not take it because I know it was I knew it was handed down. And I wow. I went out into the world totally naked, right, totally emptied and ready to um, remember who I really was. And right. now. I feel that my my pattern is like how could I like Egyptian organic cotton just yes. right <laughs> oh I just got the shivers that's how I feel it's just I'm wrapped in this cotton that's Egyptian and that's very organic and that's good for me and it expands my auric field Wow. Wow. And how did you create this Egyptian organic cotton? Is this something that like you did throughout your healing? Or do you think it's something that was kind of waiting for you in the back of your closet? You just slipped it on, so to speak. I think it was waiting for me for many lifetimes and from future lifetimes, right? I okay. think both the past and the present timelines connected. And through, through the healing and also um, through prayer, through meditation, yeah. because I find that chanting and using the voice really empties and allows us, because the voice isn't from here, right? Our voice is really an, a, a galactic energy. The thing is that when it's tied down to the ego, it sounds a certain way. When we loosen the ego, we just chant and allow our voice to be, we realize that it's not from here. So the more we use our voice, the more we're emptied and there's no room for anything that isn't us. And that for me, that Egyptian cotton that is organic is a metaphor of 
the teachings of what I call within the Mary Madeline training, the mantle mm -hmm. of the bride. And the mantle of the bride is that person who is ready to receive truth, that person who is ready to receive the divine feminine presence and essence. I hope you understood me, did you? No, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because it's like going into your lingerie on a celestial level, on a galactic level, on, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like on a time level, on a Palladian level, like that's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. That's, oh my goodness. Um, so we were talking a little bit earlier about serpent energy. I know serpent energy can, can eventually become dragon energy. And I was yes. wondering if there's a connection between that and the Shekinah or those might be two different things, but. Yes, well, we have um, our serpent energies, our Kundalini, which is, you know, we all have the inner Kundalini in the lower chakras. And our intention is always to bring that energy up, right? Because if we don't bring that energy up, she goes down and she creates mm -hmm. with anything that is there. Remember, creation energy doesn't 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 care if it's uh, light or dark. Remember, right. that's in our um, sphere. And then when we when we are able to bring that energy up by purification, by whatever form we think we're purifying and we open up the heart and the shahina which is that dove energy is a celestial serpent and that energy comes down it's mm -hmm. a lot it's very very powerful and when they meet in the heart the dragon energy awakens so the dragon energy is a higher octave of the serpent energy and it is really knowing how to channel that serpent energy that is pure so that is why it's called the dragon right um in in the desert rose teachings or in our ancestors dragon also meant serpent right so mm -hmm. but dragon was the pure serpent the powerful serpent and this also gives us the ability to embody our incarnation totally here on the planet and gives mm -hmm. us the ability again to contain energies that are very of a very high frequency and um, i could go on the dragon energy is very intense right <laughs> no i would love for you to go on because i blacklisted the i was trying not to blacklist it right but um my energy is very kind of i've been told very like i don't know what the word is like serpentine like i'm like i don't even like snakes right and then this <laughs> thing came to me is like, you're not seeing the dress. You're not seeing the lingerie dress that you have on, right? And when you yeah. um, recently shared in the email that the serpent is tied to wisdom, I was like, aha, like, yes. The, the serpent is the awakening of wisdom. And that's why a lot of times, going back to what we were saying in the beginning, and um, that mystery, when we all of a sudden one day wake up and again, we feel something is off or we go through a dark night of the soul or something is shifting. Yeah. It's the serpent saying, I'm here because you need some wisdom and I'm giving you an opportunity to go into the dark, into the cave to awaken that wisdom. And, um, and so she is wisdom. The thing is that we need to know how to channel her to be able to have that wisdom. If it's not channeled, again, she goes down into the lower chakras and just creates repetitive programming, things that we've been attracting to our life that we don't like, they come in stronger because she, we're pushing her down. She needs to go up. 
I don't know why, but that just brought the imagery for me of a bookcase and us reaching to pick up the book of wisdom. Wow. You see? <laughs> yeah. 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 The book of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. The book okay. of wisdom that just kind of resonated with that. And how do you have like the, how do you find the courage to pick up that book? Because wisdom I, can be demonized. <laughs> yes, it can be. And, and wisdom makes you change, makes you make decisions that take you out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. And I think the courage to open that book of wisdom comes from a commitment and discipline. It is commitment and discipline because there is a commitment to yourself. And when we open up that book of wisdom, we inherently see our truth and we can actually see what needs to be fixed. And I'm going to use the word fixed, right? Okay, because yeah. um, changed in our lives, right? And so it does imply doing some work. And sometimes we, it's easier just to stay in the comfort zone, right? And yeah. I think this is the reason why a lot of times people choose not to go into the process of awakenings. People choose not to go yeah. into the process of opening up their own wisdom book because it does take work. I mean, just imagine all of the work that it took for us to be how we are in a certain program, all the different lifetimes, the karmas. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of energy. And now change that. Bring all of that wow. energy to the other side. It takes yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. And that also kind of brings, um, earlier I was talking about the reactions from other people. I know you're really connected with Mary Magdalene, right? And so some of my roughest times, it's like people, and I know this happens to everyone, but people can kind of shun you and, and step into some really hurtful things, right? And, yes. You know, not, and I am beyond blessed for the people that, that didn't. And we're like, okay, even though you're a stranger, I'm still going to show up. Or even though your body change, I'm going to show up for you. But I really connect with Mary Magdalene because of this whole thing of her being shunned. Like to me, she kind of is like, this is going to sound strange to you, but she is kind of like Marilyn Monroe, what they're doing with her in the movie Blonde and stuff. And everyone's watching this movie and yeah. like, that's not her, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> that's how I feel with Mary Magdalene. Yeah, she's, the thing is that her, Apart from her being a teacher and her ministry, if we look at her as a consciousness, um, okay. she was shunned, right? Because yeah. if we look at her as the consciousness of the divine feminine presence, of the, the power to be in our power, right? The power to awaken the serpent energy, the power to be the divine woman, the divine human as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because she also taught men, but that divine woman that can bring awakening to the planet, right? Yeah. All of that is such a danger that she was shunned. And the easiest thing to do was to make her into a woman who was bad, a woman who had to repent, mm -hmm. a woman who repented for all of her sins that Yeshua took her in, right? So she was shunned and she does represent um, that part of us that may feel uh, that we are being persecuted, that mm -hmm. we are being blocked, that we are being, that we need to hide, right? And do things because if not, we may, people may not approve of us. And, and especially when, again, when, when you shine, 
it's because you are in your power and you know who you are right mm-hmm. you're and, and when you, that type of shine it's not in the ego the, the ego can take us into vanity and things like that but when you really shine and you're bringing your gifts and your truth into the world that can make people uncomfortable because they're not doing it right mm, yeah and again the book of wisdom isn't easy right and, and right. the book of wisdom when you think of it in biblical in a biblical sense it's the book of proverbs where lady wisdom is actually speaking and it's not easy. yes yeah <laughs> yeah and wisdom and his herself a goddess right yes 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 and so yeah. she's telling you, you do this. If you forget about me, I will punish you. I mean, if you read that book, it's powerful. But, yeah, yeah. but one who goes into the direction of wisdom, uh, wisdom is an awakening. And in the book of wisdom, Lady Wisdom says, you need to earn me. Wow. Yes. You need to <laughs> earn me. So that then we have to figure out what do I have to do to earn you? <gasps> what is it in right. my life? Because what I do may be different to what you do, Desmond, right? Right. It's going to be super individual. Yeah. And so that is a commitment. And so that commitment brings in a certain character, a certain energy, a certain caliber that people can feel, right? And some people will love it and some people will fear it, right? Wow. And when you connect to... She probably doesn't even say anything like this. But when you connect to Mary Magdalene, like what is her perception and what has been done to her energy or her persona? Well, I I channel her a lot. And one of the channelings I received is it's almost as as if she were laughing, right? Like, really? like okay. just, just, just saying, yeah, and she says, thank you. Like in this channeling, it's she's pretty much saying thank you for honoring me and bringing the truth back. Um, And now it's time for you to do the work that I'm teaching. And don't worry, because I've never felt like I was a victim. I've never felt that because I've always, I always have felt my power. Even as she was persecuted and she had to go to France and leave Palestine because she was persecuted, of course, she never felt like a victim. And that's why she could perform her ministry in France. Right. And that's why she could leave that legacy that we are now um, bringing back into our life and because she didn't feel like a victim. And that's a very powerful message for all of us. Right. Awaken, awaken, embrace the mystery. And um, even if we are shunned, even if we are persecuted, never feel like a victim. Right. Just use that to give us more strength to continue in our path. And what so as we draw kind of to a close, because. I don't say midpoint through my transformation because I'm probably still in it. But that's something that came up for me was like, well, I have to make sure I'm not victimized by this transformation. And I was, and I'll just, you know, and I was, and I'm still trying to reconcile because it hurts. You know what I mean? You spend time crying and it, and it hurts a lot and it's scary, but how do you, what would your advice be for feeling your power? Cause your power, if like we have our laundry being our bodies, and our power is kind of like the fragrance that we spray on. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Right. What would your recommendation be for that? Well, if we look at things from the outside, there is a victim, right? When when you when someone persecutes or someone bullies, that person who's being persecuted or bullied is a victim, right? So we can okay. if we look at things on the outside, we have been victims. 
the important thing is not to feel like a victim inside, right? Mm. And and I, I I truly believe that when we're feeling hurt, that doesn't mean that you are victimizing yourself. It means that you're connecting with your feelings to say, oh, I don't care. No, we have yeah. to be honest with what we're feeling. If you're feeling hurt, if you're feeling why, right? Why? <laughs> and we yeah. need to embrace that, but we're not going to let it bring us into the shadow or drown us. Totally the opposite. Every time I feel any type of persecution or projection, I actually take it as an opportunity to empower myself even more, to feel stronger in what I'm doing, even though it's difficult, even though it, I don't understand it. I, I'm a cancer sun sign. So for me, everything has to be love, right? And, beauty, <laughs> and, and, and when, when that happens, I'm thinking, why why would someone do that right <laughs> yeah but i take it to empower myself and i think the best way to feel our power is to be connected with our inner cave to be connected with the inner world and know that my strength is inside and as i bring in almost like remembering the different parts of myself and, yes. and i'm inside of my cave and i take time every day to be in that cave, I know that I can be strong in the outside world. And this takes a very feminine energy with a masculine energy. The feminine is a part of going within and healing and blessing and communing and even seeing that pain that has nothing to do with us because it has to, has to do with them, really, right? Right. Even yeah. seeing it and on a higher level say, what can I take from this? Right. What is the right. message? Even though it has nothing to do their karma is their karma, what they're going through. Right? right. And, and so learning that and seeing that through compassion gives us more power. Ultimately, we always have power. We never lose it. We just don't know Ooh. how to use it. Ooh. We just, yeah. <laughs> so ladies, that lingerie pattern is there. We don't have to create it from scratch. It's there. We're wearing there. it. You just have to look down. Yes. Uh, this is so beautiful. Anna. thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about your mystery school? Next well, thank you first for having me. And I really, I really, I'm connecting with you in a way that I have no words to connect with right now. Oh. It's a higher frequency. And <laughs> yes. so I like the way you look at things. I like the way you bring it into your body and the, the metaphor and the symbol of the lingerie is really important. And I think there's a deep meaning there. And, um, and, and I hope that I have understood it. It's still <laughs> Yes, you have. And you can't get it wrong because we're all, you walk through a lingerie store, there's all collections. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and if it doesn't fit, you still customers work at Victoria's Secret. Girl, that lingerie don't know how to keep your body. Go on, yeah. make another one. <laughs> Yes, I totally agree with you. And so I thank you for having me. And and you can find me on my webpage, uh, which is anadero.com. I'm on YouTube because I think that's where you found me. I have an online school as well. And I'm also on Instagram and, and Facebook. And, and Instagram is Anadero Desert Rose. Um, so there are different places where you can find me. I think more or less there's so much social media now, but I use Instagram and Facebook because if I used more, it would be crazy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like i completely resonate and i'll have all the links below as well so in the notification box so our description box so thank you so much for joining me thank you jasmine uh,
Thank you, Let's go to Spain. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. This is the Underneath the Lingerie podcast. I didn't even say that in the beginning. We actually went to Spain today. So we got to visit lingerie, a lingerie store in Spain through the gorgeous Anna Ontario. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> Here's to being your wisdom in your life.